Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Hey, and welcome to our podcast. Lisa and I are honored to have Pastor Stovall Weems with us today. Stovall and his wife, Carrie, founded Celebration Church in 1998 in Jacksonville, Florida. Since then, Celebration has grown to include local, regional, and international church locations. Stovall is an author, and he's written several different books. Stovall is the author of Awakening, A New Approach to Faith, Fasting and Spiritual Freedom, and The God First Life. In 2018, he experienced a powerful supernatural encounter with the Lord that has changed his ministry forever, and he's here to share with us about that today. Hey, we want to thank you for coming back to listen to the exciting conclusion of the five-part series that we did with Stovall Weems concerning the encounter that he had with the Lord and how it has dramatically impacted him, his church, and his life. And so hopefully this has touched you and given you some hope and some clarity and some some reason to march on towards the future, knowing that we're going to spend eternity in heaven. But we want to get back to the interview right now, and we just want you to enjoy Stovall Weems as we conclude this interview. The Lord wants us to learn how to worship at our in our homes, come to his table, be a family, be a, a connected covenant community so that we can thrive in any situation, plague, no plague, persecution, no persecution, hardship, whatever. Hmm. What well, you know, you know the hadn't the Jews been doing that for like 5,000 years? Huh, maybe, maybe that you know what, maybe they figured something something else. That that's like the the West is still like, okay, let's innovate something. Let's create something. No, let's just humble ourselves. Let's go back to the ancient past, many of them pre-Israel in Genesis, and let's just do what we know has worked for 5,000 years. Yes. The family is falling apart. Gosh, lo and behold, in the creation of the world, God has this thing called Sabbath that's a family meal where kids are affirmed, where a husband and wife can talk out issues like, and wow, that's what we're going to be doing we go to, when we, we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So we're all in the age to come. We'll be back at that table all together as family, all together as family in Genesis, all together as family in the, in the new Eden and the age to come. I wonder if maybe we should not mess with that pattern. Right. It's it's crazy how specific he is. My husband, he's done a lot of study on the Hebrew culture and how exact and precise God is with everything that it was mind-blowing. It's it's mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. Can I bring in a few thoughts? And I hear a lot of talk, but they're not connecting with the fact that God has already set a precedent that when there are plagues, then you need to look for what is the 
where are we standing against God? And there's a Pharaoh spirit. I believe Pharaoh is a type of the Antichrist that will absolutely say no. But the issue is let my people go that they may worship. So worship was the, was the answer. I mean, was the goal um, of getting free from Egypt. And so we have, we had one plague had Pharaoh responded to the one plague and let them go probably wouldn't have had to have another one and the other ones. So when you're talking about, there may be, Others, I think some of it will depend on how cooperative we are with letting our people go. So there's a precedent in the Passover that is really definitive of where we are in the days that we're we're in. You know, and Lonnie, you know know what we felt when we were praying? It's like these seasons of what would maybe seem more normal, they're going to get shorter like, okay, we can kind of go back to, nor, you know, it, it's got the, they're going to be shorter and shorter. And what we were wondering, what I was, what we kind of thought how these waves could look at is this. Every year, a couple of months before Passover, here we go. Here comes the next, the next, the next wave. And boy, I mean, the Lord would be sending a loud message that would be clear because he the lord he, he has to show he, he's going to show distinction because he wants to make it clear you know yeah, yeah. he doesn't want his people saying well you didn't tell us we didn't know we couldn't he, he it's very plain if we listen and and look it's just this, this has been uh this has been really really good you know we could we could do a part two I would love to because you this, this is so deep and I don't want people, especially for the podcast, to miss. Because our podcast is Faith Works, we deal with a lot of supernatural, ordinary people having supernatural experiences. Because what you said, God's not a respecter of per, uh, persons. So exactly. if, yes. if the apostles and disciples raise the dead, we can too. If Paul can be taken up to the third heaven, so can we. So we want people to build their faith to believe for the supernatural. So this is right in our area that we would love to focus on this. And, I, and I'll add one thing that I thought this was a, a, a really important uh, clarifying moment for me. One of the, after, after the encounter, you know, it, it was starting to walk it out and of course you know very disruptive to the church it was like the lord dismantling and you know our like i'm saying i mean there's just a ton of really good things especially the people <laughs> they were all I'm, I'm trying to you know the the good things are the people that that's the thing you know people think like oh you know but the church is great it's the people that make the 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 church great you know it's not like uh anyway it and and so what really bothered me what i mean it really bothered me was why like why why did the lord choose to reveal himself to me and so because like in my mind, he could have just chosen a million different people that have a way better platform that what people would, you know, what am I going to do with it? Like, so, so that I think anyone that is 
I'm not talking about people have different encounters with the Lord. I would say a missional encounter, a missional encounter. That, that, that is a, anyone that I would think has a missional encounter, you go through this, uh, like, wow, why make, like, like, you know, you, you, and it, it can be, uh, it's difficult. That's all I'm saying. You just, you need that. You need that answer because you can't think of any good reason why you're right. Why you should do that to you. So I was, I was looking the first four or five months after the encounter, I'm thinking, okay, the Lord, maybe he's appearing to all these people like this and we're going to come together. But it, it wasn't, but I know that I know that he will and, and he you know he has his reasons and all that. So I prayed about that for about nine months, eight or nine months. No one's no one's listening to me. No one like I mean my church the, the church is, yeah, but you don't so you're you're processing all those things. I I'm gonna get to my point. I'm sorry. It, so finally in January, about you know, eight or nine months after the encounter, I was, you know, kind of doing my whining again and you know why me what you know and boy the lord spoke so clear <laughs> and you know he finally answered me you know what he said what did he say he said i choose who i choose wow and when he said that totally liberated to- total freedom and it's like it's so your natural mind says Okay, yeah, I probably was the millionth worst choice for this, <laughs> but the Lord chose me. And he chooses who He chooses. Like that's great. So he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and then you know, so that, I'm saying that to encourage people that think, well, the Lord, it, it, He's no respecter of persons. We all have different assignments, but we're all we're all equal. And he chooses who he chooses. And that's why if anyone boasts, he has to boast in the Lord because there is nothing natural gift wise, whatever. In fact, if, if you look at me, Oh, come on. The Lord appears really to an American mega church, church growth pastor. Like, like, yeah, he does that in, you know, the Middle East, you know, he's going to, <laughs> he's going to do it in Israel. He's going to do it in an underground church in China, but, you know, or other believers in the U S but it's just very liberating to know that he chooses who he chooses and all of our places are valuable. And he has a very important reason. And those are his reasons. And we honor Yahweh's choice. Amen. Amen. I think it's amazing. Your, your story is captivating and just, um, I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit the whole time you were talking about it. So I'm excited to see what God's going to yet do with it. And uh, how would you, what would you, what would be the advice you'd give to other churches and pastors during this time? Oh, I, you know, I would really say that this, this is a time to humble ourselves before the Lord and consider our ways. That's good. You know, when the Lord speaks in a, in a loving way, he says, consider your ways. And so 
you know, if, if we'll humble ourselves and have a contrite spirit before the Lord and, and consider our ways. And, and, and so it's, it's like this. The Lord's allowed us to do a lot of our ways. Like he's allowed, he allowed me to do a lot of things my way, you know? And, uh, and so I got, I got to do things my way, but now he wants to do things his way. So I need to make sure that I'm not too attached to any system and not be threatened if the Lord's ways challenge a system that was a, a good system for a lot of reasons, but it's just not the, his system for the bride that's worthy of him. Amen. That's transitioning to that kind of kingdom. So it's like, we, we just have to put everything on the table and it, it, it's, it, it's wholeness. It just all goes into like people like imagine right now, Let's say in 30 days, what if in 30 days, whatever, the government takes over the internet or something else happens and it overloads the bandwidth or some other crisis comes and it's military and they've got to seize everything. And so now all of your congregation, watch this, they will not hear another message from you for a year. Would you be confident that if you stood before the Lord about six months into that, Lord, uh, I can account for the state of, of your flock. Lord, I set up a leadership structure that was not based on convenience or whatever. Like that, that's the process we need to have. Or what we building, is it really built to last and the way that we, that's how we know that it's kingdom. So think, think of any scenario. And if our system is dependent on anything, then and the governance laid out in his word, it will be shaken out. That is so powerful. And I think we're seeing that right now. That's why, you know, I've, I thought, you know, I th <laughs> we were counting on having these things in place in January. And, uh, and so, you know, we're, we're, you know, boy, we are going to have them. We're rolling them out to our other cities right now. Is it too late for pastors to, to do what you if they say, you know what, if this, this, what he's saying speaks to me, oh, no, this, this, this is so simple. See that, see, that's the thing. Here's the thing about this. It requires no church leadership expert about shepherding people, you know, like leading them in the ways of God. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is church experts, like come learn from me how to do church because this way that I've learned through a lot of corporate things, secular leadership, different principles, corporate structures, this is the way that we can do church well. That will not work in this next era. The Lord won't allow it. Amen. It's not kingdom. We, we all have the Holy Spirit. We, the, the, it's, it's so, it's so simple. It's like this. It's so simple. 
it's like, so right now, I lay out a scriptural teaching. I'm doing it every uh, morning. We do prayer and uh, I read scripture and we talk about scripture at 9 a.m. Each one of those things has a simple lesson. It's exactly, by the way, what the underground church in China does. And it's right there in scripture, right there in the Bible. And that's this, okay? We're, we're, there's a, to your point, Start off, you don't have any music or anything. Here's a, here's a song. And then we also have videos by the Bible Project, five-minute Bible Project videos that show you how the Psalms were written to bring people in the sacred space, the Jewish people, into the temple, especially in the times of exile, where they could basically worship and praise God like it was a, how to use Psalms as worship by just reading and meditating. A group, which is someone reads a psalm and we just meditate uh, on it, and then it can go around. Then it's scripture. Everyone shares. Everyone reads a component of scripture. Then everyone says, "Hey, what did the Lord show you?" Everyone shares there. Somebody shared testimony, and then we pray. And that's every morning. Well, no, no, no. Every morning, what I'm doing is. I'm, I'm teaching all these things and providing these. Okay. I'm equipping. I got you. So on how to do these things. Yeah, so at the end of this next 40 days, we will have 40 basically church-in-your-home outlines. We'll also have an app that we're doing with the Bible Project that is the Hebraic pattern of reading scripture. It has a, a, a lot of tie-ins with the Messianic Torah reading. It'll be in every language and it's by date. So watch this. Every believer around the world, if they want to participate, are you ready? We can all be reading the same scriptures. I mean, Lonnie's like, yeah, we've been doing this for thousands of years. Right. I'll be reading. We can all be reading the same scriptures in our own language and the Lord can communicate to all of us as his global family. And it's just crazy. I love you version, but you version won't allow anything with dates right. on it. So it's like, gosh. So this so is going to be available in uh, how soon? Uh, May 1st. And then every day, you know, there's just an outline. It's five things. And it's like, okay. Psalm, scripture reading, it's, it's very much sharing. What did God show you? Testimony, uh, prayer. So that, when, that, that is church. That's real church right there. That is New Testament church. Church. So, how, like, so say a church wanted to do that, like our church. We just yeah. got stuff from you. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the thing. Watch. Less visible. We're taking my name out. We're taking out Celebration's name. This is the, the Bible Project. This is for all God's family everywhere. And as soon as it comes out, I mean, the, the, they'll be, I mean, we were just on the phone with the church, the underground church in Iran. And so, boy, they are fired up. If, man, they are fired up. I mean, they, if people in it, they love Israel. <laughs> it's so fun. 
funny. It's like, it's the opposite. Like they're into Saudi Arabia. They're into, so, so we were uh, talking uh, to one of the leaders there on this zoom call, man. Oh, when they heard about this daily Heiser and some of these different theologians that have the Hebrew studies and Aramaic, they, God's going to do something around the world, you know, and there's a, there's a big thing going on in Jerusalem with um, these, these uh, just great men and women of faith there, uh, uh, messianic believers with, um, with, the Arab, with the Arab Christian, yeah, Asher and all those guys, with the Arab Christian community, there is a move of God with this Jew Arab in, in Messiah, this underground China, the underground Middle East. There, there is something happening right now. The Lord's just putting us all, all together as his, as his family. And when you have kingdom values, you don't need like, you know, here's what, you know, we're going to, we're this and we're that. And we're, you know, this is who we are. No, we're, we're all the family. You know, our kingdom values are, you know, equality and gospels for the Jew first. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we go to the original text that it came, and that's Hebrew and the Hebraic construct. And, you know, we're all, we're all equals and we make up the beautiful family of, of the Lord. It, it's just so, it's so, it's so simple. Beautiful. I interject something. Yes. When um, the the issue about the house is that it's it's intergenerational, and that's what's so wonderful about it. It isn't just the one generation that was around the you know the hippies that got saved and then they got became socialized, and so it's it's us. But it's that there's young people that are coming out of all their different kinds of culture because they're in the home with their families that they emphasized, and they had the the younger generation speaking of being, they handed it over to them in a sense that, that they are equal to be not just, well, you're just so young, we know what we're doing, but the respect for the young people who, who just rallied to it, I thought was, it was family. It was wonderful. It, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, it was just absolutely awesome. And it ended up being viewed by millions of people, you know, within a, within a week or so, I think on all the different, platforms it was it was at least a hard four million i know it was at least a couple of million but wow. it's, yeah it went viral so it was awesome that's powerful okay let's pray let's pray father we just uh thank you lord for uh this precious fellowship with you and uh our our family your brothers and sisters i thank you for ken and lisa and lonnie lord and we just um, this is very sacred. So Lord, we just ask that that it, it just be filtered and processed and, and shared uh, in the fear of the Lord. I'd like to thank you for listening in to Stovall Weems, his interview over the past several weeks. We have really enjoyed this, and hopefully we're actually going to get another interview with him at some point in time in the future and continue our discussion. He gave some really good practical advice for churches in the situation that we're in, looking at the pandemic and different events that are going on. 
the church may have to indeed go underground at some point in time. So we're going to press on. You know, the Lord could come back at any time, and we know that. But Jesus said we are to occupy until he comes. Therefore, we're going to press on, and we're going to take uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. And we're going to march forward into that future, looking forward to what God has for us. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.